Okay, everyone, hello, welcome back to another bloody episode of Brackets, where me and my friend Oscar attempt to decipher what is one band's truly epic song. And on today's episode, we are tackling the second best Canadian band ever, swiftly behind... Oh, Alexis on fire. You haven't immediately there we go. Alexis on fire. The fact you didn't immediately jump to that was was concerning, but we got there together. That's good. I was trying to figure out if Vanessa Colton was Canadian or not in my mind. I don't know if she is. Vanessa, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um but hello Oscar, there you are. There I am. There we are. Uh I mean we we've started on an interesting note in that all I want to talk about now is Alexis on fire, but we won't. Just know the 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 next greatest band from Canada directly below Alexis on Fire is of course Golfer. Yes, Montreal's only sons. <laughs> that's that's what they themselves ceaselessly refer to themselves as. Yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to getting stuck back in. It's been a while. Connor, how you been? How's life? Is it, is it largely the same? Trucking on. Trucking on. That's what we're going to do. That's what we've got to keep on doing. There's no one I'd rather truck on through with. Uh, Here I am. Yeah. Um, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll recap the, the rules and the regulations of the, of the game. Uh, we have picked 32 songs from Golfer's back catalogue. Those 32 songs include the extended play, What Gives, minus the interlude. Uh, the 2018 album Dog Bless minus the interludes, which were very good. So we do enjoy them, but we, you know, minus those. The 2020 self-release, uh, self-titled, sorry, album Golfer minus the interludes. Um, a few songs from the anthology that were picked at random. The uh, Dell Paxton split and the latest single, as recording on July the 27th, 2021, look that came from the split with Charmer. So the rules are all those have been thrown into www.randombrackets.org and we have been created with what what, her, what you will have seen has been created and we are now going to battle those songs together. So with that in mind, it's probably best to ask you, Oscar, when the first time you heard Golfer was. Now, I've got a good running theme on this show where the joke is the first time I hear the band is the day of recording or very close to it. Now, that's not necessarily 100% accurate, but I will lay my cards on the table and say most of my opinions are newly formed. Most of them are fresh. I'm not what you would call a diehard fan, but I am someone that's listened to almost everything again as you kind of alluded to there's a lot of material to pick from here they're they're a band with a lot of splits with a lot of demos a lot of interludes outros intros a whole bunch of material that we very much whittled down somehow through reason somehow through arbitrary choice something through personal preference so even i even i the self-appointed expert for the next duration of time don't know everything but tell you what i've enjoyed everything that i've heard so, I, my first time I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I'll ask you a question. 
the majority of the first time I've heard golf was today. I'm going to be real, but it's all right. My opinions are fresh. You know, I've not had a long time to change them. First impressions are very important, and that's why I'm running largely off and that for is today. In a nutshell, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's most that's mo- it's most of uh, it's most of the way it works. But it really opens. All I'm doing is I'm opening myself up to more criticism, so it's self-inflicted. If there's anyone that wants to come for me on the internet. Come come at me in the in the mentions and tell me how incorrectly I got it, please. I've I've brought it upon myself today. That's how they do it. And uh, me, by complete stark contrast, have known of the band since 2015 with the Del Paxton split. I think that was that year. All the first, the, you know, the first the first record, What Gives. Very good band. Very nice people. Had the pleasure of watching them. At, Arc Tangent a couple of times had the pleasure of helping them book shows in this weird little island that we live in and uh, you know had the pleasure of talking to them on the regs for quite a while good people but that doesn't matter in no. the bastion that is brackets that doesn't matter in the pantheon that we've built around this podcast and it doesn't matter in the gladiatorial style game that we have created so there's no allegiances this, this, this podcast is no place for friendship. This podcast right. is for one thing and one thing only, and that's cold hard facts yeah, on first, under the guise of impressions and opinions. First listen opinions. So with that in mind, strap on in, folks, because there's a lot of fucking tippity taps, and let's get on it with the first, oh. the first fight. We have uh, more song from the 2020 self-released album, Golfer, pit, pit it up against, I'm not going to lie, one of my favourite songs called Bloody Looking from What Gives. Oscar, first impressions, go. First impressions, you know me, I don't like it when a band does a little bit of a curse in their name, but for me, that Bloody Looking track, that's like math prop Coldplay. That's what I said. <laughs> I said it's Coldplay with tippity tappies. It's Coldplay with top notch gang shouts, yeah. some brass, a great fade. It was bloody looking for me that stood head and shoulders. Now, I said that Mool's song, most of my references I've noticed with this band more than any other, I've compared them to other bands that I know better. So I've said that Mool's song, as the kind of introduction for me, felt very like classic kind of Midwest emo. It's very Delta Sleep. It's quite a 60-40 instrumental to vocal split. Mm-hmm. Lots of long intros with lots going on. You kind of build up to it. The vocals aren't the focus by any means, mm-hmm. but they give a lot of context. That's kind of true across most of the rest of this uh, this list, I, I think it's fair to say. But um, of the two of these, right at the start, said bloody looking, it grabbed me out of the two of them. Top-notch gang shouts, brass, and a great fade. Those were the points that You'll remember from any other time I've done this, if it's got any, even a, even a, a whisper of brass in there, it's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Well, and it comes up a few times in this list. So get ready for some more unfair advantages. Absolutely. So, yeah, bloody looking was it for me. What, do you, what was your takeaway? Well, put it this way for more song, I wrote the drums sound good on this, really good. Well done to the studio. <laughs> Not even the band, not even the drummer. I think we know what's going through. I can gush later about Bloody Looking because it's got legs in this competition. Bloody Looking is is uh, is moving on through 
for me and for you. And I don't care what you, the listener, thinks. Nope, it's not about you. It's not about you. So, what's next? Fantastic. Next up, we've got Symmetry from an album and Getting Hit by Parked Cars from another album. <laughs> so we've got we've got uh, the <laughs> symmetry from um, is that is from Golfer the the self titled one as well. And getting hit by parked cars is also from What Gives. Um, so yeah, for me, getting hit by parked cars is the one of the classic golfer tracks. I really think mm. on What Gives they really captured lightning in a bottle. Um, I love it. I love this album. This album, this album, and this song specifically, full of builds and drops. There's, as we'll find up on a lot of songs, insane levels of musicality. Um, but on this one specifically, there is a some top tier tapping, the rhythm section. Oh my god! Some outstanding interplay around those tippity taps, and um, the final minute of, of getting hit by park cars is just one big cathartic build and drop, and. I love those moments. And you don't get that in Symmetry. You certainly don't. Symmetry, I said, is a good kind of like headphone track. Yeah. It's got very interesting like stereo space, hard left, hard right guitars, and there's a lot of space which is quite interesting to listen to. But all of the things which stand out in this track stand out more so in other tracks. That's that big Symmetry. Whereas absolutely getting hit by like parked cars... Bigger ups, bigger downs. Uh, it's, there's also some uh, subtle, not at the front, but subtle brass. So mm. surprise, surprise, that's the one I, I, I highlighted. Put a gold star next to it. And it seems like you've done the same. I have done the same, but I do want to just point out that uh, Symmetry reminds me of the Japanese band Toe in a big old way. And if that's mm. a compliment, then I don't know what is. I, I I long for a comparison to Toe but in my own life. So, yeah. Here we go. Again, there we go. Fan- fantastic. Just want a preference for everyone that's listening. Um, if we do sound like we are swimming this one along Michael Phelps style in the Olympics, <laughs> um, not with drugs or, you know, whatever the other stuff he was doing. It was a fun, hilarious little joke that I was making there with myself. It is because the corporate Zoom has finally run out of data. We are on a time frame. So keep up. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to challenge ourselves to be brief yeah. and not talk at great length, which, as you might have gathered, we're doing great yeah. so far. Not to, pat, not to pat us on the back too early on, but Connor, I think we're nailing it. And we're ruining it by talking about it more. Let's get on to number three. Who Sorry. is it? What is it? What are we doing? We've got Jurassic Spark from the Anthology record, which was built up of various splits and bits. And uh, Beishu from 2018's Dog Bless. Uh, Much like some of the other bands, many of the bands actually, there's a running theme that we've tackled on this podcast, some grade A track names. If we were going on track names alone, use of puns, use of weird combinations of words, oh, this would be a much longer podcast. But just based <laughs> on the music, just just based on what we're here for, uh, for uh, against these two, kind of two different points in time, one's a bit more rough and ready, one's a little bit more developed. The one that's a bit more rough and ready, I do get 
mm-hmm. that it's a demo effectively or like an early stage thing. But I do wish that it was a bit cleaner, a bit easier on the ear because it does take me out of it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it kind of gets a bit lost under the the the, the rough nature of it. Whereas bait, that one being Jurassic Spark, yeah. whereas for me, Baby Shoe, I don't know, it feels a lot, a little bit heavier, a little bit darker, a bit more urgent. Uh, it's quite nice to see a slightly different color of the cross section Yeah, in um, this point. I had the... Um, it, oh, please, please. I, I said the Baby Shoe in the context of that album... Uh, it sounds a lot more straightforward 4-4 and it's kind of like the ginger after the sushi. Like it cleanses your palate and allows you to enjoy the math attack more that comes later on in the album. And that's why I like it. I enjoy that those moments in their albums that are more straightforward rock songs. That's what I like. Love a good rock song. And you're absolutely right. It's a good palate cleanser. And I think that one thing we talked about briefly um, before the call is that there's a very... Like and it's a very impressively consistent sound across all of these records. There's bits and pieces with more production, a bit less production, bits that are a bit more polished, bits with more you know, it feels very raw, but the the general tone and identity of the band is very strong throughout, which is why when you do get something that feels a little different, it does stick out and it does feel nice. And baby shoe is that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know why it's called Baby Shoe. It's a weird name, but that's again not here for the names, here for the jams. Yeah. And the jams in Baby Shoe are tastier than the jams in Jurassic Spark. Absolutely. And okay. that's that. I agree with you. Baby Shoe should go through. Jurassic Spark, just on the final take of that. Um, I can I can totally see what they're working on there. And I think that that song definitely becomes it's the antithesis that they had to do that to get to the point where we're on what gives, so they can figure out how to get those sort of honest, uh, almost shouted vocals, scruffy vocals and the gang vocals to the to the forefront for the next record, you know? But as we've said, got to start somewhere. Very brave of them putting on the internet. Uh, baby shoe, you're, uh, you're walking on through, my friend. Just like a shoe does. Lovely. Right. On to number four. Clipping through. We got Shoreline versus Letters. Shorelines from uh, Shorelines, sorry, there's not multiple of them. Shoreline from Anthology uh, versus Letters from the 2020 self-titled release. Um, I think Letters rips. I think it's a great song. I, I feel like I feel like I'm in a Mario Kart game when I'm listening to that song. Um, there's obviously great guitar work. There's uh, it, it's, it's another really good example of how the band have taken. Uh, the good from the previous release and refined it and created a better sound. Like I think in letters, you can really feel that they've honed in what they're trying to do more, which I, which I get a lot from, from the newest record. Um, and they've made another cool in air brackets, straightforward song in, ter- mm. in terms of what they're used to playing. And they're just, they're just dusting it with, with mathy beautifulness. And I really think that makes the, math five stand out stronger in letters than it would than it does on you know the full tip tap attack um so that's why i like letters shoreline pretty sure there's a guitar solo in that song a goal for however that 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 kind of feels 
redundant, I would say, with this band. The, the, the notion and the weight of a guitar solo is far less for this band than it would be for almost any other one because entire songs are guitar solos. I mean, look, everyone in this group shreds. There's no denying it. Shredders. Uh, Population four. Population four. I mean, interestingly, this was the first track which I listened to and went, bloody hell, drums are great on this one. Mm. Because they are. Mm-hmm. Drums are really good. It's very quick. It's very pacey. They're very clean. But um, the guitar solo on Shoreline doesn't really grab me. Not much in that song grabs me in the same way. Mm-hmm. It definitely falls under the same thing that we found with Jurassic Spark. It's a bit more, not unfinished, but like just early in terms of the way it sounds. It, it, it paves the way for later, more interesting stuff. Whereas the dynamic and like the journey across letters is a lot more well established. You know, I love that final third of it. It's very kind of like chanty, but equally doesn't come out of nowhere. Uh, and yeah, the, again, the drums are great. Yeah. The drums are really The song is great. It's a good get up and go. Letters is it for me. And it seems maybe the same for you as well. I don't want to jinx it. You're not jinxing it so far. We are four for four on agreeing which is, we're, we're getting close to a record here. But yeah, no, Letters is the better song. She moves on through. She walks in her own way. She, moved, she oh, very nice. Not a reference I thought I'd be getting in this podcast, but here we find ourselves. Uh, next up, we have the newest addition to the list in Look. Yeah. From, is that from a record? Or is that just a single on its own for the time being? It's from a split they did with uh, another good band called Charmer. Lovely. And we have that going up against Most of My Time from What Gives. What Gives. So I really like the new single that they released, the newest single as of recording on July the 27th, 2021. Um, I think it's, pro- it's probably one of my favorite golf tracks. Look, um, I think it's, it is really one of their best songs. Um, like we said, like they do have a lot of, you know, they are a math rock band. They're a math emo, whatever band, however you want to categorize it. A lot of their more older material is very heavily twinged in that math world. That's fine. That's why we love them. But it seems like with the natural progression from the self-titled record this single is how I would see their next album sounding. And I'm, I'm, I'm really here for that. It's got a, a way more mature sound. And it feels like there's been a mature writing process. You know, they probably tell me I'm being an idiot when I give them that sort of accolade, but it feels like they're not relying on the flashy guitar play so much. And I'm here for that. Mm. Going Absolutely. all to most of my time. That feels like the chilled rock song from What Gives. And let's be honest, that song has a hell of an American football vibe to it. Until oh, my God. <laughs> Particularly when the brass comes in on that one. That feels LP1 American football. Like, not, not, not to its, like, not, not to a negative point, because LP1 American football is great. Everyone agreed on that. Yeah. Late but to the party, but agreed on it. Yeah. It's very good, but absolutely, like, it is super American football. Uh, 
it feels very much like the same way that record did in like you can kind of imagine you're in the room and they're all writing it and playing it and like vibing off each other which is it's lovely it's really it's really good and until if it weren't up against look if it wasn't up against look then i would be a little bit more in favor of it however having earlier said that the vocals are not the main focus because everyone's too busy shredding on everything else it's actually really noticeable how much better and again it's not a negative thing but how much kind of cleaner and clearer the vocals sit on look it feels like you said it's a bit more mature it's a bit more well uh established they know who they are what they're about there's less of a uh lean or a immediacy to fall into the math rock tippy tappy bit and i really like it again you know it talks about how baby she was a nice kind of palette cleanser look feels like that too without being whoa, man, this band have sold out. They're just writing a standard rock song because it's got everything that you like about them. But for me, out of the two, Look look did something for me that most of my time didn't. Yeah. So for that reason, that's, that's what I thought. And that's why I reckon it should be going through. Absolutely. Sling it on through. Look at us. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. As we're swiftly moving on, uh, we now come up with We've All Done Wrong, which is from the anthology? Could well be. Who can say? Who can say? Can't remember where it's come from, but we've got it on the list versus... We've All Done Wrong is from Dog Bless. We've All Done Wrong is from Dog, is from, is from Dog Bless. It is from Dog Bless. I'm looking at my notes. I was looking at it wrong. Um, <laughs> hilariously. Don't worry I'll, about it. I'll explain why worry about I got it wrong. Um, and that's going up against Trips and Falls, which is another song in their, in their list. <laughs> it's another one. And I'll tell you what, Trips and Falls is from the self-titled. Good. Usually, it's the other way around, but I happen to have finally consolidated all my various notes, and now I've got all the information, and I'm unstoppable. <laughs> Go on. Tell me who's winning. <laughs> so I said that of the two, We've All Done Wrong has got that kind of swingy, summery, headsway kind of feel to it. It's a bit more... Of, it feels like a festival favorite. It's got a good walking vibe to it. Nice tempo for struggling around. I had a walk around my garden to it earlier. It was very nice. Uh, also, which also brings me to another point I've put down is that this band feels very specifically late summer slash autumnal. Ooh. I think that's fair, right? Yeah, I'd agree. They don't that. feel like a spring band. They don't feel like a winter band. They don't feel like a heat of summer. They feel like like the last end. The, the, the tail. This this band to me feels like a kind of tail end of summer. Leaves are starting to fall off the trees, but there's still a lot of sunshine out. That's how I. That's the vibe I get seasonally from the music that I'm hearing. I agree. And I think that We've All Done Wrong encapsulates that very well. However, going to repeat myself again. Surprise, surprise. When it comes to Trips and Falls, this is yet another track where I went, ooh, drums are very good on this. Drums yeah. are very good on this. Yeah. They bring a great deal of like... Yeah, it just, it, it, it just sticks out. And I think a big part of that is there's a bit more space on this track where they're not filling in that they have gaps to fill in if if there's no if there's no gaps in the guitar and the vocal and the bass the drums have got to keep up where if there's a bit more of a gap the drums have more space to shine that's what's happening on this one and for that reason trips and falls trips and falls into the sweet spot for me here 
now in this the year of our lord 2021 mm-hmm. amen yeah well i uh I wrote down exactly the same thing for both songs on this one, which I think might be a first. And uh, that was nothing at all. Wow, you've never done that. That is true. (laughs) Now, I don't know uh, really why that was. I can't really remember this part of my research. I probably had an out-of-body experience. So I'm going to let Trips and Fall fall on into the next round. Yeah, because there, there's, by definition, there's nothing better. No. Wow. So okay, we, well. We have got uh, 10 souls from the anthology uh, up against uh, Baseball, which is from uh, Dog Bless. Yes, indeed. Now. We do. Guess what? Have you done exactly the same that I just did? Yeah, but I did write the notes. Okay. I did write them. I promise I did, but I can't find them. And oh. as I established before, a lot of these songs sit in the same kind of space. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on this one. We both get one where we don't have any notes. So I'm gonna defer to you on this one. Connor, what do you have to say about these two songs? It just feels like they've come exactly the same time. Okay, so for 10 Souls, I wrote, uh, this song feels like, to me, it should have been on What Gives. I feel like they were getting to that point where they were writing those songs that would be onto it. They were clearly leaning into the guitar playing uh, and, you know, they shaped everything around that main riff that you hear in this song, which is, you know, completely fine. And that's what we're here for. Which and it works really well on this one because the rhythm section keeps the song moving, it keeps the pace going, and and um, the lyrics are just filling the space really nicely until that mid late comes in, where everything just comes together really really nicely. You know, it's almost chef kiss for me. It's baseball though because it's just one of those songs on that album. It's one of those first four songs. It's the the fourth song on the album, and it's just one, two, three, four on that album. It just hits for me. It's got that lethargic intro that's refreshing for about 20 seconds before the main fucking tip-tap assault comes in. Um, I think it's one of one of the best examples of the interplay between uh, Vince's and, and David's vocals, something that I don't think a lot of people attribute to Golfer's sound. And I think that's really not spoken about a lot. There's dual, dual vocals on a few songs uh, and this, it works really really well uh, also this song just baseball just fucking shows off and showcases how much of a powerhouse Julian is behind the drums um, there's so many little fills that you hear on the third or fourth listen there's rim shots all over the place you know I think baseball is just high fives all around and that's why it's going through and because I didn't have the good sense to hold on to my notes for this, which again, definitely wrote, but no idea where they went. I've got no choice but to agree with you. You know what? Baseball, high fives all round. It sounds great. High five I'd be foolish to take it through based on, you know? High fives all around sounds like a song golfer would write. It does. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> it, it fits. It fits. So, you know, what the hell is the problem? Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's, uh, we, we, you know, we dodged that one. Um, 
Up next, we've got uh, Forget Friendly from the self-titled record versus Judy Foster from Dog Bless. So for me, at this point, nearing up the halfway point, no, this is, yeah, the halfway point. I definitely found that a common feature is that you don't necessarily know where a golfer track is going to go based on the first 30 seconds. It's kind of reminiscent of album one and two Biffy Clyro, where they would kind of write like a mini song that goes to the front of the song, which kind of plays and then the song happens. And I really like that. It feels like the kind of thing with the, a lot of bands in the Maffy game aren't mm. as keen to do. They kind of will do, as we've established, golf for love and interlude, golf for love and intro and an outro. But within the song itself, having something which sets the scene, as it were, is really nice and quite often overlooked. And uh, I definitely thought that Judy Froster does that, does this really well. It kind of sets the scene for the rest of the song with something that breaks it up, gives you a bit of a breather. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's got a lovely, like the the lovely repeating vocal at the end. Mm -hmm. They're really good at building you up quite quickly, keeping it going, then dropping the energy down and building it back up at the end. Like it's a Taylor's oldest time in terms of a track dynamic, but damn it, Mm. it works. It's that building. It works here. Love a build. It's the build around, um, uh, what's the lyric? We get annoyed by everyone. We got annoyed by everyone. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. Love that. I like that. So this for this this for me is one of the first lyrics that like properly stuck out on a first listen as well. Just the way that gang vocal builds up and how rough it is now, like the kind of passion behind it. Love it. It's great. One thing. Uh, And alternatively, I wrote nothing. Forget friendly. Tell me more. Come on. You forgot to mention that on Judy Foster there is a woo. Ah, oh, can't believe I've, I! I can't believe I neglected the woo. Usually, that's a shoe in for me. But and if you read the rules of engagement, if it's got a woo, it's usually moving on. You are correct. That that is that has been established in the the, the annals of the of the brackets law. It got woo. It go through. So you got you know what my vote is. Well, yeah, it's it's not even up for a vote. It's it's part of the it's part of the rule set. So um we're wasting precious other time by talking about it when we don't need to. It gets a woo, it goes through. Thank you, you very much. See you later, forget slash friendly. I'm sure you will be missed by few. That takes us on Savage. to the um the second half of the bracket, second side, the uh the right hand side. We start off with F dash real for real, which I guess is pronounced. For real. For real. For real, for real. For real, for real from the anthology versus one of the powerhouses that I did mention earlier, Dog Life from Dog Bless. Now, I just want to say Dog Bless, the album, I believe, was named Dog Bless based on a Twitter poll that simply said, what's our next album going to be called? And that was one of the options. See that? Yeah, I, I I did wonder why. What is dog life? What is a dog bless? What what does it mean? I don't understand. But knowing that it's because of Twitter makes it a lot more clear. Yeah, I mean, dog life is tech as fuck. That opening, riff oh my god, sounds impossible. And 
props to Joe, who plays guitar in the band, who is a literal brain PhD scientist candidate. He is bringing bringing the science. Yeah, there's there's some formulas, there's some equations, there's some differential lateral thinking on all this guitar composition, which I truly cannot get my head around. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I think I wrote, this is a tap off, this shreds as the, as the note for dog life, which <laughs> for me, if it shreds, the other one is dead. Well, for real is from uh, the Del Paxson split, which um, I really liked at the time. Uh, I actually still do enjoy it and listen to it quite a lot. Um, I think it's, it's innocent and it reminds me, you know, where the band came from, you know, they're mm. more, a little bit more emo-y than it would be mathy. And I'm totally fine with that. But, yeah. you know, but as we've said, you know, dog life shred. So it puts real to bed. I don't know why I'm trying to rhyme with so many of these now. No, neither do I, but it's fine. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing. I don't think. No, I don't think it is. so for me, it's dog life. She's on, she's a, uh, Moving on through in her own way. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Next up, we have Blurry against MC Groggy. Great names, again. I mean, Blurry is a good name, but MC Groggy, who is that guy? Where'd that come from? Do I want to know? Do I need to know? Does that make a difference? Probably not, to all of the above. (laughs) Um, so with Blurry, look, we know we know at this point in in the band's discography, especially where where they're at in in 2022. In second, well, first songs, there's an intro on the self titled. You know what you're getting, you know, you know what you're here mm-hmm. for. You're getting that bloody tip tap dream. Um, but in this song, I feel like they they've honed that style more and refined it just like I feel like this self-titled album basically is them just refining their tippy-tappy sound um so does that make sense though Oscar as a guitar player refining that tip-tap here here's where I stand on this here we go strap on in I I think that Blurry is more refined in terms of the construction but and I've written probably my most critical criticism of a track for this track that I've written for anything so far. Whoa. I've said that Blurry just feels aimless. Aimless? Doesn't, I, I don't think... Doesn't know where it's going. I don't think if you asked anyone in the band, anyone would immediately say Blurry's my favourite song. No, I don't think so either. I think they'd probably say MC Groggy. I think they probably would say MC Groggy, but I think that it's a shame because the way that Blurry's put together, very nice. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. In terms of like the way the instruments stack up, in terms of the way the song, the actual construction of the song, the core of it, mm. it's just not there for me as a listener. I, I, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. I feel I like, don't believe it. I feel like when they wrote MC Groggy, it was almost like that one, the, the first song that they wrote and they were like, oh, fuck, we've actually written a pretty good tune. Yeah. I think yeah, and it, it's definitely the best song on the anthology, without a doubt. 100% agree. Firm, powerful agree. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, blurry ain't it for me. MC Groggy, great. Wish you had a better name, but nah, that's MC, not up to me. MC Groggy's a great name. <laughs> what are you playing? Well, okay, then. 
Okay, I'm wrong. Sorry, that's that's my fault. I I mistake it. Um, yeah, that's that's what I think, and I won't be moved on it. No, I'm fine with that. Put MC Groggy, put him through. Let's see what he does in the second round. So I mean, wait, see what that guy does. <laughs> that means we're moving swiftly on, and we have uh, Nature Kids from the self-titled record uh, versus Almost Sterling, which is from What Gives. So, Nature Kids has another one of these little pre-song interludes in it, which is lovely. It kind of ticks the boxes of that really nice thing that Delta Sleep do really well of having a super ambient kind of like paddy, cordy thing that like eases you into the slightly more full-on mm-hmm. nature of the rest of the song, which is part of the reason I really like the self-titled record because they're a bit more experimental in the production of it in terms of what other instruments are doing to fill it out. But unfortunately, I think that once it gets there, it's kind of like, it's more standard. It's a bit more, um, it's, yeah, it's a bit more of a standard track where Sterling has a slow build. Like it has a kind of eases you in without having a separate song at the front of it. Yeah. But it, it earns its place and it builds up the speed and it builds up the arrangement as the song goes on in a way which, again, it, it, it stands out because it's not a standard yeah. put together of one of the tracks, if that makes sense. I mean, no, I'm I... lapsing dangerously into abstract territory here, but I found that Almost Sterling felt like a really old before their time, like very mature song on yeah. that record. I feel... But we are going to disagree for the first time on this podcast. So, we almost got through the entire thing without disagreeing once, but I think it's good that we have. Yeah, that's what people come here for, the, the Discord. With, mm. with Almost Sterling, I feel that they fell into the tropes of it's our first, we're going to call it a record for lack of a better term, because I don't think EP is, a, is fair enough on, on what gives. It's more of a mini record. I feel like they fell into the tropes of this is the final song of this record. It's our first record. So we need to have the big emotional impact on the final song of the record. And I look, I get that. I love, I love that. I'm a big fan of that. I'm very easy to read. It sounds mm. to me, I, I enjoy it, but it sounds cliche. It sounds, it's got that summer road trip vibe. It's, you know, it's still full of great music and, you know, good music transports us to place. And this, this song does that for me. And, you know, two minutes plus instrumental music is no feat that we should, uh, that we shouldn't applaud. But saying that, saying that for me, uh, Nature Kids, when that, uh, when that came out, I really enjoyed that because it was a, a standalone single of the second of the self-titled record. And it was, I think, braver of them to release as we're calling them for lack of a better term in this podcast, particularly a straightforward song for them. Mm. It's still for me is the, is the palate cleanser on the self-titled record, but it's only two songs in, but I really like the driven guitars on this. I really like that everything's tight and locked in and it's a bit more, dare I say, punky, a bit more punchy and maybe a bit more indie, but then there's the, the light sprinkling of math on top of it. And I think it's great. I think, I think it's really brave of them to make this a, a single. There's the drop chorus uh, where he's saying, I'm talking too much with the... Talking too much. And I just... 
think it's really good. I just, I just think it's really, really good. Um, and I won't hear anything otherwise. <laughs> well, I think one of the things you've kind of touched on there, which is interesting, is that both of these tracks feel a similar responsibility. They're both palette lenses to an extent. Mm-hmm. It's just where they come. And I, I do think you have a very fair point in that almost Sterling does kind of have last song syndrome in terms of where it sits on what gives. It cleanses the palette at the end rather than cleansing it at the start. It kind of, which I think is the right place for it on that. Again, for the sake of argument, EP record, whatever. Yeah. It's in, it's in the right place for where it is. Cause it would feel weird anywhere else, but we're not discussing where they are on the records. We're discussing the songs across the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And to that end, I would say that you may be onto something in that Nature Kids stands out more so without the context of the album around it. Because we've we've passed on songs in the past which were great on the record but weren't as good just on their own. Like I would be more inclined to put on Nature Kids without listening to the whole album than I would almost Sterling. So I kind of hear where you're coming from on that. And also, I'm keen to keep this keep this trainer running. So We don't want no hiccups. You've convinced me, you know? I've, You've, I've, you, you are the great convincer. I'll put almost Sterling in my pocket. I'll check it out on my own time in the context of what gives. You but keep- for this bracket, that's going to be... I'm A-OK with Nature Kids going through because it's still a very good song. You you know what you keep the sterling because it's a it's it's a it's a coin that works where we live. So you keep the sterling for yourself. A precious metal of great financial importance. Absolutely. So that takes us uh, with nature kids moving through uh, into flashing from the self-titled record again versus tiki marathon. My favourite name. Yeah, my favourite name on this list. Tiki Marathon. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you, I haven't got a lot written down for both of these ones either, so I can sum it up in one sentence if you want. Uh, please do. Tiki Marathon sounds like a MySpace rock song. Yeah. Yeah, you're... <laughs> fuck. That is a MySpace that... rock song. <laughs> now that's... That... All these editorial Spotify playlists, where's the MySpace rock song Spotify playlist? Come on. Someone at Spotify, get it, get it sorted. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, take Tiki Marathon through just purely based on the nostalgia I got listening to that, thinking about MySpace. Yeah. I love MySpace. And aside from the MySpace thing, I think that Tiki Marathon is another one of those tracks where the bass actually has like room to breathe. And it stands out and it's got a really nice groove to it, which otherwise it's kind of just like holding it down so the guitars can dance around on top. Yeah. It's got a lot more room to breathe and stand out. And I love that. It's just, it's a lot more accessible, I think, in terms of being able to actually pick out what everything's doing rather than going like, whoa, this is a lot of detail here. So um, I thought Tiki was better of the two anyway. I'd said about, just for the, the reference of what I thought about flashing, I said, short and sweet, classic golfer. <laughs> you know me 
I love my favorite band golfer. Oh, classic, classic them. But Tiki Marathon, MySpace Rock with Room for Bass. Wow. We are, it's amazing that we don't write for any publications, isn't it? This is my CV. This is my journalism CV. <laughs> I guess Tiki Marathon turned on through. I guess you are right. That seems good to me. Let's make it happen. Hell yeah. Let's go. Next up. Next up. Hot on its heels. We've got Heat Wave from the self-titled against Fading from Dog Bless. Ooh. Fading's in fading for me is in that uh, sweet sweet spot of uh, perfect golfer songs. Um, I'm I'm glad they record at the start where they're like I'm glad they kept that because yeah. um, that's fucking hilarious. It sort of yeah. pulls the shadow uh, pulls the curtain back a little bit to see how it sometimes is better to vocalize what you're trying to play on the guitar before you even get to recording it. And it's a great riff and it's a great song. Simply, this song, Fading, is really, really good. Um, Even when it, you know, even when it hits the final stage and it gets, you know, what we're calling a little bit more straightforward with the 4-4 sound, I still, there's so much feel behind it. And they've got the, um, uh, the chant, whatever it takes to be alive. Love that. Love that big final rock ending. Bit of a twiddly outro. Mm. Basically, basically the winner of the whole thing, in my opinion. Oh, big, big, big claims, early doors. Uh, but Heatwave, yeah. it's good. It's got a bit of jazzy feel to it. I like that. You know, I you said know. it's got a nice jazzy feel to it. Yeah, I said the Heatwave is a nice jazzy beach song. Oof, with a margarita. Oh, great margarita track. But is that good enough to get through to the end? No, oh, I'm, real, I'm realistically, no, not really. But Really? And it is, I think, but, one of the longest Heatwave is is one of the longest ones on this bracket as well. So it's it's cool. To Definitely. It's so much into like a four-minute song when usually they're two minutes and out. Um, mm. And it's got that, you know, refined guitar work, then, you know, sprinklings of the math, which I feel is like that album generally. Um, but yeah, come on, Fading's a hit. <laughs> Fading is a hit. And I'm right there with you. Yeah, there, you know, forget about it. Um, seems like we agree. I, why, why belabor the point? Exactly, exactly. Fading, you're going on through. Okay. Onwards and upwards. Next, we have Carefully uh, from the self-titled album versus Secret Stuff from another album. From, secret stuff from dog no, so secret stuff from dog bless I don't know why I'm, I'm I don't know why I'm getting these names all mixed up I'm skimming through my notes trying to remember where they are but here we are we've got him secret stuff dog every bless. week one of us has the facts and figures and this week it's neither of us so that's you know this one's a special episode now <laughs> I don't like secret stuff as oh. a song but what I do like about secret stuff is the hilarious scream in the intro throughout ah. the entire first minute it's just really like soft bling and like it does that like five times it's so funny and i've obviously been spending too much time on the internet because i heard that and i was like that's gonna make a really funny tiktok sound 
Like <laughs> that to me, it's just like clean guitar followed by a man screaming. Yeah. It's just, it's pure, it's pure TikTok from an album which was released many years before TikTok. And I like that. That is, that scream is great and fun and I enjoy it, but it is not a confident scream. No, it's not. There's no technique behind it. It's just that makes. Ah. I think because it's not confident, that makes it better in my mind. Um, but when mm-hmm. I when I heard this record for the first time, uh, and that was the opening track, I was like, "Hell yeah!" That's just completely different from what you've given us a couple years earlier with what gives. Um, mm. And they they you know it gives it gives you what you want. Textbook twiddles. Here we go. But when they played that ATG, it was awesome to hear like a crowd singing those screams back to them. It was good. It was good fun. It's classic finger point start of a song. It's lots of that, you know, lots of, yeah, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. But um, (laughs) no, I I honestly, from my limited listens of it, I couldn't really find anything other than funny. Um, Just have it, where I was listening to everything, I made a playlist of all of these in order. Getting to this, which is like the final four, and hearing this after hearing all these lovely twiddles and stuff like that is just like it's just it just was funny to me. Um, rather than I think if I give it a better get a bit of context, listen back to it in the right kind of zone, sure. But for me, not it when put up against carefully, which yeah. I have said I put very limited notes on this one. I went, oh, synths, yeah, yeah, and since and guitar effects they're usually a band that's like pretty soft on guitar effects is like a bit of a clean drive bit of a bit of compression for the clean twiddly tappy bits but this has got some like really nice chorus it adds a lot of vibe to it it stands out they've been a lot more brave i think in terms of the post-production on this track and i think it really boosts it up and helps it stand out uh i really like it it's one of the nicest ones off the self-titled for me mm. and um i said I love a good drop down as well because it's got a really good drop down. Does a really good. Here's the power, build it up. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a nice one for live, you know, love to see this one live. It's both agile and explosive in the same, in the same couple of minutes, which I enjoy. It feels absolutely, it, it feels lethargic, but then it really does kick in about a minute from a minute in. Mm. Um, and I, I enjoy that. Is it? It's not the closing. No, it feel it feels like the closing of an album. It's not the actual closing. It does yeah? No, it's got the yeah. It's got a closing feel without just being closing tropes. Here's some strings. Like it, it's it holds its own. I'm a big. I'm I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in reality we should let uh, carefully go through just because of the simps. Um, oh, the simps are great as well. They're not like hacky or like pointless. They're very actually appropriate. I am sad to see that secret stuff wasn't the vibe for you, but we can, you know, we can let it go. We can let some, you yeah, know, be good. You know, we've got my, to opinion, my my opinions on this band are very much in their infancy. Maybe at some point I'll grow up and learn to appreciate it more. But at the moment, the scream is funny. I can't get past it. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right, carefully you uh, can carefully go on through. Very uh, nice. Uh, Next up, we're nearing the end of round one at record speed. Yeah. We have Boba Bait yeah. against Florida from Dill Paxton, Golf Split, and Dog Bless, respectively. I, um, 
I think Bob is the better of the song. Better of the songs mm. has massive mm. You Blew It vocal vibes. And I love You Blew It, the emo band from Florida. Um, and it's, it just, it's very cool. It's got great builds. Um, it's got that nice sprinkling of tip tips and tap taps that we all love. Um, oh. yeah, we get a cool little drop about halfway through the song before the instrumental middle section. Well, I mean, that middle section lasts basically to the end anyway. So let's just call it halfway through the song. Um, yeah, I, re- I really like that. It's got gang vocals. You know, come on, baby. It's got gang vocals. What more do you want? And uh, nothing. For- I-, I want nothing more. For Florida, I wrote nothing. So. I said Florida was a bit samey. It's it, it doesn't it doesn't push itself particularly hard, and I do think that Bubba Bay actually sounds from a production standpoint really nice. Like the whole Del Paxton Golf split sounds really clean, um, and it's a bit more. It's just it's just a bit more interesting. Like that's yeah. that's the long and the short of it. It's a bit more of an interesting track, not a lot, but a bit, and that's enough. Yeah, and I feel. And and just for the, just moving swiftly straight into the final bracket, which is trim the short versus be father. I feel exactly mm. the same way about trim the short. I feel like it's not the song I want them to write. I understand what they're trying to get to, um, but it does sound a little bit more of like a their version of a punky style song. Uh, and I would crowd surf to that song. And I think that is, you know, different compared to what we've listened to up until now. And that's why, for me, Trim the Short takes Be the Father. I may I may well have let my own personal mood influence some of my, uh, my feedback on these tracks, but I've written the second most harsh bit of, fe- bit of criticism I've ever written for a brackets track for Be Father, which I said, this is the kind of track that if you played someone and said, this is math rock, they would go, I don't like math rock. <laughs> Not because the track is bad, but because it like is very math rock by the books of like tiddly tap, time change, tempo change, modulate it, move it around, tiddly tap again. Yeah. Feels a bit just kind of like, look how good I am my instrument. And they've got 30, 31 other tracks, which prove they're all very good at their instrument without being as, hey, look how good I am my instrument. You know, it's, it just feels a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit on the nose. It's a bit contrived. I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't feel very much towards it. Whereas trimming it short, yes, I do agree. That seems, it just seems like a fun vibe. It seems like a great stage divey fun one, while still being a bit more basic and just like this is a golfer track. So mm-hmm. for that reason, I agree with you. I don't see it going too far, but certainly further than round one, and that is why it is going to go through for me. There it goes, swift on through. And that brings us to the end of round one. Round two, starting with Bloody Looking. I mean, it's a, it's a What Gives double header. Bloody Looking versus uh, Getting Hit by Parked Cars. Classics. Both classics. And I will stand by my earlier or earliest comment and say that Bloody Looking feels like if Coldplay made a math rock track and that's not listen that's not that's not a negative thing I reckon Coldplay are great at times I'm talking like old Coldplay like old Coldplay making a now math rock track that's what bloody looking feels like mm-hmm. it's great uh, getting hit by parked cars it's a little bit noisier 
but if, it if does it, have the brass. Bloody looking doesn't have the brass on it. If if we're really hitting into the um, the hard hitters here, I think bloody looking is better than getting hit by parked cars. Um, I think I think the beginning of it is the, it's got that like like that sort of halftime sort of feel into the main yeah. hip and tap, which is kind of cool because it's not something that we've really seen a lot of in the entire discography. A halftime build up into the the tips and the taps. And if it isn't, Very right. they've really bloody played it really well. Um, bloody Looking for me has like a textbook emo revival sound from that sort of 2013 to 16 music sound, uh, which I'm, I'm, I'm all here for. Um, not got the strictest of math rock sounding openings to it, um, mm. but it still does set us in from the get-go of the first song, of the opening song of like their major sort of re- first release debut, it sets us up for the, the as we would later call, the textbook golfer sound. And it gives us mm. technical guitar tapping. It gives us shouting lyrics. And I fucking love both those things together. There is a trumpet in Bloody Good, Bloody Looking in the middle eight. Oh, well, in that case, it's not a contest. The only thing that was getting getting hit by parked cars over the line was... Uh... Was the was the brass, but yeah, if the trumpet seemed bloody lurking, I agree. Of the two, it treads slightly newer grounds than getting hit by parked cars does while still being on the same release. So yeah, yeah I'd I'd back it. I'd back it. In getting hit by parked cars, there are the things that I do enjoy about golfer, which you know, the the tip taps, the the le- the insane levels of, of musicality, um mm. sort of interplay between the rhythm section and the vocals and the more uh, cathartic shouting vocals and the more cathartic sounds. But I do think there are better songs in their discography that have made it through to the second round that do those do those bits better. And those are what are going to be used to justify their moving forward. So for me, Bloody Looking is, is, is swinging on through here. Swing it through. I feel good about it. Let's make it happen. Bloody Looking it is. Uh, next up, we've got Baby Shoe from... Dog Bless yep. versus Letters. The new party. Yeah. From from the self-title. Again, I think um, both of these sort of fill the same sort of spaces on the album, but I can't get past the fact that Letters basically feels like I'm playing Mario Kart, and I love that game. <laughs> I love Mario Kart. I love the concept of Letters. They make it very easy to write and read and baby shoe i haven't needed for a long time in terms of a day-to-day use on the name of the track alone letters has it but yeah i i I feel the mario kart reference i actually yeah now you've said that i can't unthink it so so good and it's not like that's again just like with coldplay that's not a detriment to that song it's not like they are incapable that stand on their own but not whatsoever no Every time I've listened to Letters, I've had a smile on my face, mainly because of feeling like I'm playing Mario Kart, and it's made me enjoy the song a lot more. Even though, again, yeah. it falls in both of these songs fall into the tropes of being the quote unquote straightforward song in the album or at that part of the album. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. That is that is not a problem. It is the ginger to the sushi. Mamma mia! That's a spicy meatball. Letters is good. The end. Oh dear. <laughs> Letters is swinging on through Mario Kart. Hell yeah. 
Uh, right, we're making excellent time here. This is silly behavior. Next up, we have uh, Look versus Trips and Falls. And I think this is going to be another pretty, pretty obvious winner. Newest equals best. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Look, just, just moving on through. You don't even need to discuss yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, look. Get it through. New doesn't always equal best, but in this instance, newest equals best. Mm-hmm. So, look is the newest. Therefore, it's the best that's going through. Let's let's leave it at that. Look at it going on through. <laughs> look at it. <laughs> Next up, we have completing side A of the bracket. We have baseball versus Judy Froster. Mm. This is where I, you know I can take or take either one. I think, um, as we've said before about baseball, it's it's got that. I mean, I really, I really like that song. It's in it's in the the golden four of the first of the of um, Dog Bless. Sorry, um, mm. it's re- it's refreshing for about twenty seconds, and then you get the some awesome as expected. Mm. And to be honest, okay, so here's where I'm at. I'm stuck between putting baseball through because it's got some of the best interplay between uh, the vocals. Yeah. Back and forth, two different styles that we don't hear a lot of. Um, or letting Judy Foster go through based on the fact that it has a woo. I think the woo has weight. And I also think that the crowd shout that we got annoyed bit at the end of Judy Foster yeah. also carries weight. I think it just tips it, but they're both big hitters on the album yeah. and both hit big hitters overall, but it's just a slight tip from Judy for the woo and for the crowd shout. And that drum fill after the, is that um, we got annoyed by everyone with just the drums on it as well into the like little drum fill. Love, I, I love it when a band does that. I love it when they cut all the instruments out. It's great. So yeah, for me it's Judy, but that's not to say that baseball doesn't deserve to, doesn't deserve some props, but just ain't cutting it. It's a difficult matchup. It's it's been dealt a difficult hand. You, you know, we always lose a good one unjustly, and I feel like maybe that was uh, baseball's sort of fall. But mm. you know, it just didn't cut the mustard on that one, and that, and that's side one done of the second side one done. Bing bang boom! Right next up, we have Dog Life up against MC Groggy. Now here we now we're talking. This is this is tricky. Dog life is so. It's rare. Dog life is great, and I was going to say it's rare that there's ever a question when it comes to anything that's like demoy, because often demoy stuff is like ah, they're just working out. It was lucky to be here, but MC Groggy rips. The dog life is great too. MC Groggy rips in all the the ways that um, the dog life doesn't rip. Because it's so scrappy, MC Groggy. This is so scrappy, but mm. it really does feel like lightning in a bottle, and I really do like that. It has that air of innocence about it, like it's just a couple of kids, a couple of mates writing a math rock tune, and it's sort of like it almost feels like it's just fallen out of of their hands. And it, mm. it, okay, let's go. And, let's go and get that recorded in someone's 
fucking garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely has that rough and ready, but like stream of consciousness type feel to it. It's not overthought, it's not overdone, but what it is is very honest and very genuine and very powerful. Mm. It's great. It's would, really good. Would you put dog life through if it if it was recorded in the same session? Um Guitaring on Dog Life is way more tech. Yeah, the guitar is on Dog Life is way more tech, but I also think if it was recorded at the same time, it would not sound as good. I think it needs to have a bit more of a kind of they need to have a bit of a better handle on the space and the back and forth between the instruments for it to work the way that it does, because Dog Life stands out because there is there are those gaps enough to let the bass shine through and let the drum shine through. Right. which you wouldn't have gotten on the kind of frantic playing. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the OG garage recording on MC Groggy. And I also think it's important in the idea of representation, but also in covering all the bases of what make the band who they are from my limited understanding as it may be. That something from that kind of earlier point in time of the band's history to still make an impact, I think, should not go unnoticed. Whereas a lot of stuff on Dog Bless that treads similar ground in different ways mm-hmm. is going to get a chance to fight fight it out at the later stage of the competition. So for that reason, I think MC Groggy should go through on this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you on that. Um, I've said, I said before, I think MC Groggy is the best song on the anthology. Um, mm. and, and I would agree. I don't see Dog Life winning. So let's put MC Groggy through. That's- Lovely. Let's get it on through. Right, after that, after that sort of uh, short and uh, unusual um, disagreement from us there, we have... Yes. <laughs> we have uh, Nature Kids versus Tiki Marathon. Now, how far does the MySpace rock song really carry? It got it here. That's enough. It, it got it here. It was fun while it lasted. But nature... My, it's like MySpace, you know? MySpace came to an end for a reason. And as such, so should this. Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 was, I was expecting you to make this more difficult than it needed to be on this one. But I do think Nature Kids has, has some legs in this and it could be a dark horse for me. Um, I agree. But yeah, it's, it's much better than Tiki Marathon, let's be real. Yeah. It doesn't have the same R, but this has got... It, it, it's Tiki Marathon is not as good as MC Groggy, and it needs to be to fight with the big dogs up at the later stage. Mm. So that's the long of the short of it. It's simple as that. Yeah, there you have it. That's, that's, uh, that's Nature Kids sliding on through. What do we have next? Boom, boom, boom. Next up, we got Fading from Dog Bless up against Carefully from Self-Titled. Yeah, um, I feel like carefully got here on a technicality, and I think fading <laughs> is on what is one of the best songs that go for a better end. <laughs> yeah, and we can't, we cannot have in such a prestigious and lauded competition. We cannot have a technicality getting through. I won't allow it. I won't stand for it. As the brackets, as joint brackets commissioner, <laughs> we owe it to the. The loyal fans. Yeah. And I just... To understand. Come on. And I just... Every time I was listening to Carefully, 
I had to keep stopping myself saying careful, which is a Paramore song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's be real, that is a better song than Carefully. So <laughs> it's a double. Yeah, oh, well, no, if if Careful was on this, it would shoot straight to number one and it, the, the podcast would be over. Yeah. It'd be very confusing because no one in Golfer wrote Carefully, Careful, but... Uh, <laughs> they wrote Carefully. That's, they wrote Carefully and it's fine, but it's not as good as uh, Fading. So It's not. So Fading, you're uh, fading on through to the next round. Fading on through. So and in, is... once again, a, a continuation of the absolute record speed that we're doing. So we're on the final part of this round. Mm. And I sense this one's also going to have very little to say about it. <laughs> we have Bob Abate versus Tromit Short. Bob Abate. <laughs> It's fun, to, it's fun to listen to. Uh, <laughs> it's as fun to say as it is to listen to. You can't say that about a lot of tracks. You can't. Bubble bait. The bubble bait. And, uh, and, and Trim It Short, again, also maybe got here on a technicality because it was a bit different in the bracket in this first round. Which, look, there's honour in getting through to the second round, my friend. Mm. Short, you can stand up, you can go back home and you can say, I did... Well, but fifty percent of competitors don't make it that far. You know the stats are good. You got good stats, my friend. But you, this is this is where you humbly say thank you and good night, Irene. So here we are, screaming into the quarterfinal. Uh, we got some the biggest hitters. We got what makes a lovely set. I always like this point of the competition because it makes the ideal set eight tracks. You're not gonna. Your lower back is gonna thank you at the end of this set, particularly with most of these being under three minutes. So let's get into it. We got bloody looking versus letters is the first lineup. Connor, what do you think? Um, I would also like to echo. This would be a great eight-song set. It would be. Mm. Ooh, there'd be some old, there'd be some new, there'd be some hits, there'd be some curveballs, and that would, you know, I'd like that. With regards to this specific matchup, um, I really like Letters. I think Letters is a really, really good tune from the from the self-titled. It's probably one of it's probably my favorite from the from the self-titled. I think it's got that fucking chopping beat to it that just goes all the way through it um and there's you you get what you want you know you get what you come for it's that tip tap it's that moving beat it's that scruffy vocals big fan but i can't i can't let i can't let bloody looking go out Fall by the wayside it's no look lettuce is great lettuce is great lettuce i love no sandwich is complete without lettuce Mm -hmm. but it's no math rock Coldplay. It doesn't have the gang shouts. It hasn't got the brass. It hasn't got the, the great up and down fade towards the end. Yeah. I feel it doesn't like, have, doesn't have a secret sauce. It's a secret sauce. It doesn't have that peri peri on it. I feel no like, peri peri on it. I feel like if, if we're really breaking it down to like what makes one song tip over the other when it's, when, you know, a lot of these songs are starting to sound very similar in make, in, uh, in, mm performance in musicality 
And that's not to say there is anything to take away from the musicality here. Uh, absolutely not. I am not. Oh no. I am not uh, knowledgeable enough of guitar to know the difference in where you're tipping tapping. But I, if I am going to show someone a golf track out of these two, it would be bloody looking because that to me feels more like a classic golfer song, where mm. letters has only really been around for a year, probably just under a year actually. I think they released the self-titled in October. 2020 i would chuck people to bloody looking has the things that i like about golfer more than letters it has the the halftime feel it has that emo revival sound it has the interplay between the two vocals it's it's bloody finger licking good and letters <laughs> who writes letters anymore not me i write i wrote i write email baby because <laughs> it's, it's the future we're all living in it you feel you can't, you can't you can't write a letter and then at the end, as per my last letter, you can't open with that. There's no that's no good. There's no regards. <laughs> I'm, delve, I'm delving too deep into email bits, but the point still stands. Bloody looking is a bloody good song. So good looking song. A good looking song. A good looking with I again a good look at it with my ears, and I think that what I see is delicious. Bloody good looking. She she's bloody good looking. Great. All right, so hell yeah. In the second quarter final, we have uh, look from the split with Charmer uh, versus Judy Foster. Actually, Judy Froster. Sure. Not that I think it's too important because the first name is how I've written it down. It's how I will be referring to it. And the very same, the big deal, Judy Froster, going up against Look. Look it's best. It. <laughs> look at it. You look at it. Just kid. look at it. Just, just look. Look. You bloody look here. Now, that's confusing, isn't it? You've got two tracks with look in it. But I reckon look is the better track. Yeah. It shows, it shows me a new sparkly side. A gro- it shows me not necessarily the band in like a suit and tie, but a crisp turtleneck. That's what this feels like, you know? <laughs> this feels like smart casual. This Ooh. feels like... Like kids in glass houses. I mean, look, let's not let's not name indie rock jewels in the crown yeah. when we're talking about something very different. But uh this feels like yeah, this this bangs. Look look is a real looker and I love it. Look bangs, Judy, you've been great. You've been a great contender. Um you've got this far. The woo has brought you through and if look, if look had a woo in oh. it, it would be unstoppable. If look had a woo in it we have finished when we said the word look first time around about an hour ago. So <laughs> count yourselves lucky. Uh, yeah, look is the one. It's I'm looking forward to bloody looking versus look. Yeah. Are there any more looks on the right hand side? Let's see. Uh, no, but we do have a wonderful pair up. We've got the powerhouse MC Groggy fighting nature kids. Who's going to come out victorious in that matchup? Connor, what do you think? It's tough because this is, these are two ends of the spectrum here. This is uh, MC Groggy where they are just just 
you know, scrapping and tipping and tapping because that's mm. what people do versus a more mature, refined band who want to have those palate cleansers and still have a sprinkle of it. I'm torn on this one. I I really like the idea of MC Groggy going through because it's it's old. It's got it's got an air of charm about it. It's got that hilarious title. Um, Think of the narrative as well. I've spent the last however many rounds just blanket saying new is best. And then going back and saying, actually, one of the oldest ones, that actually might be the best. That is nice to contradict oneself every once in a while. (laughs) That's what this podcast basically is. (laughs) And I I love the narrative of granddad fighting a baby, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there. Um, But I... I Okay, you know well, what? Hang on, hang on, hang on. What, what if I told you? What if I pointed out something that we haven't pointed out yet? Oh, MC Gog has got a glockenspiel in it. Whoa, right. Well, sorry, sorry, Nature Kids. Yeah, no. Did, did, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to pull out the big guns, but like, I was waving right it. up there in the holy trinity of woos, trumpets, and the third most important little glockenspiel yeah. slash synths of any kind. Wow, uh, I mean, that is a trump card right there, isn't it? I don't want to, you know, I, I've intentionally held on to that one because I knew it would come down to this at some point. And it may come out again next round to slightly slightly less effect, but I think it needed to just tow it over the line. I so, think, yeah, so, Nature Kids, you've been great, but you ain't got a glockenspiel in it, baby. So see you later. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. Um, God, I'm going to be very embarrassed if it's wrong, except I won't because I don't care, but I do, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next up, <laughs> the final. The final corner. <laughs> I shouldn't ever say I don't care about a thing that I'm co-hosting. That's not a great look. Um, we <laughs> to find to round out the quarterfinal. We have fading up against Bobber Bet. Bobber Bet, great fun to say. You've been a great, mm. been a great player, but fading is. Mm. Ultimately, in this bracket, the better song. One hundred. I mean, one hundred percent the better of the two songs. And it's a shame because I would love to see a fist fight between Boba Bait and MC Groggy as the two funniest names we've had outside of the Origami Angel podcast. Oh yeah, which you could lose because that was just that's thirty-two jokes. Basically, whereas this, there's there's less of that here, but there's still some. Uh, so, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. F- f- fading is if we're being real and we're being serious about a track that is more than just a funny name. Yeah, is better. Yeah, and that sees us into the semi-finals with two great, well, two great matches up. Matches up. Two great matches. Uh, first mm. up, we have. Bloody Looking versus Look, an old versus song. <laughs> and then we have Fading, a middle song versus MC Groggy, an old song. So take us away, Bloody Looking Look. Poor Bloody Looking Look. Look. I hate. What? One more time, please. Bloody Looking, hate Looking Bloody Look. Bloody person, bloody looking person. How many times? How many? How many different combinations of the, the the three words can we can we use before we the word look, which has already lost most of its meaning, fully loses it? 
uh, I think we're about one more away. Look at bloody looking, then bloody look at look. There we go. There it is. No closer to say. Uh, oh, I reckon it's look. Oh, no. Are you not convinced? I just had to sip a bit of beer to, to really extenuate what I was thinking there. Please, share, your, share your thoughts. Look. Oh, you agree? Good. All right. <laughs> there was a comma there. There's not a comma in the title of look. Uh, there's, not, there's not a comma in bloody looking, but it's an upside down comma, I suppose. But anyway, please uh, elaborate. Tell me what's going on. I'm torn because I think Bloody Looking is one of my favourite songs of theirs. But Look definitely has the sound that I think the band are trying to get themselves to, which is writing much more polished, approachable music. And I like that. You know, as people, I like that. They're still, they're not relying on the flashy guitars that you hear in Bloody Looking. But Bloody Looking is really bloody good. And I can't, it's, I can't get past that. Do you know? Do you know what we're experiencing here? We're experiencing but, musical deja vu of American football. In the no LP one, it's LP one American football, which is imperative and shapes the sound and is the sound that people associate with it against no. LP three American football, no. which is big and strong and mature no. and is a natural Connor. I was very quiet. I was very quiet during your bit. You have to at least be a little bit quiet during mine. Uh, for two tracks, both with the word look as a fundamental part of it. I left you a nice gap there to get it all out of your system. Uh, I firmly believe that look indicates the LP3 of them as a band. Wow. Whereas bloody looking is a wonderful look at LP1 of them as a band. This is so mad. I'm hurting my head overthinking it. Uh, I'm not blanket saying new is best. And part of me doesn't want to just have the best song be the most recent song they put out because that makes me like an absolute loser. Yeah, but this, is, this is about how I look. This isn't Pitchfork, so don't worry about it. That's fine. That is true. I need to remind myself this isn't Pitchfork. I think um, you know what I think is happening. I think you're angling for look versus MC Groggy final. That's what it feels like for me. The oldest versus the newest, I think, is a great story. You know, all about the story. It's a great story, but I'm not having it. Here's what I reckon. Neither one of us is going to budge. Let's flip a coin. Well, I mean, is your is your winner here from the first initial listen through? I think. Well, in this four. Yeah. Yeah. So the the one you think's winning is here. Yeah. Okay, good. Same here. Great. Is the one that's going to win in this time cost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, do, you, do you reckon it is? No, it's not. The one that's going to win is oh. the side. Can't believe MC Groggy is your favourite track. That's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting delirious. Okay, flip it, flip it have, for the, the battle of the look-ins. Okay, I don't have my coin nearby. I don't I've, have a coin nearby. I've got a coin. I've got a pound sterling. Oh, very good. I found in my car the other day. Is it a new pound or an old pound? It's, it's a new one. Look at that. 
Heads, yeah, in this audio-based platform, it's good to show off the pound coin, isn't it? Very important. So heads is going to be bloody looking. Yeah. And tails is going to be look. And I am going to play this very honorably. Okay. You're nothing if not honorable. I know that about you. I already know that there's going to be a slight drum roll easing its way in slowly on the edit that you're all enjoying right now. Here mm. we go. The flip descends one of these two heavyweights into the final. What's your prediction? I think I'm not going to get it what I want. You don't think you're going to get what you want. Let's just go over it one more time. Heads was bloody looking and tails was look. And we yeah. have heads. I, I, there it is. <laughs> He's showing me the camera. I'm reviewing the footage. I can confirm it is indeed bloody looking. Uh, I'm now going to 180 on my opinion. I reckon looking is look, look is too new to make it into the final. Um <laughs> I've never been firmly for it, so I, I want to switch sides. <laughs> and I want to say bloody looking deserves to get through. Thank you very much. Look, you've been great. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I'll enjoy you. Wonderful. Podcast. <laughs> All right, so I will indeed. We have Fading versus MC Groggy. I feel like you're going to be a little bit tarnished with your brush here, so you're going to go hard on MC Groggy. But I have to tell you that that was fun, but Fade is a much better song because of the and the, the next three and a half minutes. So the whole song is what you're saying there? Yeah, I'm saying the whole song is better than MC Groggy. MC Groggy is fun, but Fading is great. I mean, if we go into one of Connor's favorite metrics, the Spotify stats, clear <laughs> as day. It is clear as day. Fading is almost four times as popular as the most popular song, which follows after it. <laughs> so, you know, the numbers don't lie. And neither do I when I say I always believed in fading. MC Groggy was a funny joke that I went along with until now. You go on a big tangent, and I'm glad they come. They come and bite you in the ass at the end of this. I look. You got a double down. You got a triple down. You quad down sometimes, but yeah, the result's always the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! I'm I'm allergic to my own dishonesty. Um, I'm upset that MC Groggy isn't going to go through, but at the same time, that's not based on its inherent merit as a song. It's more about the sentiment of it and the fact that it's got a funny name. Fading is better. All right. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Wait, did you just say Fading was the better song in the final? No, no between that. We're not in the final yet. As right. far as I'm concerned, Fading just, just got through that. That's it. We're, this new conversation, whole new conversation. Okay, well, here we go. Here's what I propose. Maybe edit that bit out because my proposal's fun. What I think now in the final, as we know, it's bloody looking from what gives versus fading from dog bless is we have a little, a little drum roll, a little three, two, one. And then we both say who the winner is. Yeah. Sounds, sounds great. So I can feel that there's a drum roll coming. I'm going to give the, the sort of the, and then the drum roll is going to finish. And the, the winner is fading. I love it. You didn't even say. <laughs> oh, 
I thought you were leading up to it. I said, what you're going to do is this, and then you did it. Oh, I can pretend. Can no, 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 I'm not going to... We're not editing any of this out. We're going to go again. I'm no, going to pretend. Okay. okay. We're professionals. No, ex- exactly. That's why I'm going to do it again. Okay. Doing the threes here. This is this is the drum roll. We're yeah. playing. I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. The drummer's hands are exhausted. He's been he's been he's been doing a drum roll forever. All right. Three, two, one. Fading. MC Groggy. Shit. No. Fading. <laughs> we did it, ladies and gentlemen. It was the second. Yeah. <laughs> Fading is the winner of brackets for golfer. Fading is a better song. Oh my god. The, oh, yeah. Fade the song in. Fade the song in. Bloody looking. You've been good. Give us some cheers. Mm. Bow, 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 mm. bow. And uh, this opportunity to hear from Dave and Joe what they think the best fucking songs were of their back catalog. All right, roll tape. Okay. My name's Joe. I play in a band called Golfer. My favorite golfer song is a song called MC Groggy. It was written uh, before I was in the band, and so I, I have I have like a special feeling about like Golfer's early material because I was like a fan of the band before I started playing. And uh, I remember being in a car with David and some other people, and they just they had like the masters of uh, that song in Shrimp Charade. And they played it, and I was like, this is the best shit I've ever heard. Like, this is really good. And uh, obviously a lot of what Golfer's done since then has been really cool too, but that's like being able to step outside of the band, that is the one that that is my favorite song. Hello, my name is David. I play bass and sing in Golfer. And my favorite Golfer song is called Alt Al Alaval. And it's my favorite because it's the only song I have ever written for the band. And um, stole the bass line right off a TTNG song. I won't tell you which one. Uh, have fun figuring it out. Now, Connor, you know what the answer is. So I'm, I don't. Until I edit this, I won't know. I, I'm going to tell you right now. If their answer is MC Groggy, <laughs> I'm, I'm deleting the podcast. It's not going out. I'm not telling you anything. That's 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 all I'll say on the matter. <laughs> you tell me when the podcast edited, and I'll send you through their opinions. Great. It's not really how this segment's going to work, but great, good. I'm glad we came to an agreement. Um, it's one of the more del- one of the more delirious and fast-paced episodes we've done. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. You gotta strike while the iron's hot. You gotta strike while your impressions are still lodged in your brain, and you gotta you gotta follow up and commit to the bit for over an hour because it's what the it's what the people want. Connor, it's been a pleasure as always. What the bit needed. I just want to say thanks, Dave and Joe, taking some time out of their day to talk to me about their favorite song, which definitely didn't make it through to the final. Um, Long live golfer, long live Montreal, long live Canada. It's been a pleasure. Until the next delirious episode. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> oh, God.